You are listening to episode 179 of This is Type 1. With the podcast now over three years old, we're going to reintroduce ourselves. A lot has changed from when we started in 2019, so I think it's time to give y'all an update and list off some accomplishments that we're proud of over the last few years. Jesse, take it away. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Jesse. I'm a student um, going through my second year at Montana State University for my mechanical engineering degree and double minoring in both art history and aerospace engineering. I would love to one day design telescopes for NASA. If you all need a second to take that in, that's great. I totally understand. It's a big goal in life, but I'm doing it. It's a marathon. Just is that like working on the like the James Webb and the um, yeah. the Hubble? It, oh, that's yeah. so cool! My plan, like whole, the dream job for me, is to like design the next version of James Webb, being the next like set of engineers who like really gets that off the ground. So it's a project, and I really want to be some of the people who actually like design it, but also get to put my hands on it and like start to build it a little bit. It's probably not going to be finished in my lifetime. Maybe I don't know idea, but if I could do that, that would be so amazing. While I'm in college, I also play D1 rugby for the Montana State Women's Club rugby team. For everybody who does play rugby who listens, I am a forward prop. So for everybody who doesn't listen, that means when I get the ball, I get tackled. And then when somebody else gets the ball on the other team, I tackle them. That's all I basically do on the field is I get very bruised. <laughs> and we we saw one of Jesse's games during the summer, or maybe it was, I can't remember when it was. Maybe it was like yeah. early fall or something. Yeah. But it was intense. And I think she got kicked in the face shortly after we left. <laughs> <laughs> they thought very I, intense. I really thought I broke my nose five minutes after they left. I got kicked in the face. And I texted Colleen immediately after. I was like, so I got kicked in the face. Glad you didn't see that. Glad you guys came. (laughs) So it's a lot of fun, but it's very violent, but a lot of fun. I am a part-time student manager at the coffee shops on campus this year, which is a lot of fun too. And make some good money being on campus, just walk back and forth to class to work. And it's easy and a good break in between. It breaks up the day really nicely. And then I go home and do homework. I've had diabetes for 11 years, which is crazy to say. And then I'm on a pump and a CGM, both through Medtronic. I think I'm on the mini med. Actually, look and tell you guys, maybe not, but I'm on the mini med series of like the newest pump that's out right now and the Guardian CGM. So that's really good. And it's auto mode and closed loop. So yeah, that's really nice. It makes diabetes easier. I love hiking and clearly I love working out. I'm in the gym four or five times a week and for an hour to two hours a session because I love it so much and it's a good... And you have the time. And Sometimes I don't, which is... (laughs) And you still do it. And I still do it. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, I love working out and hiking. It's, It's a passion of mine. I don't think I'll ever stop. Traveling really cheaply is something that I've gotten into recently, like through the rugby team and stuff. We've gotten to travel to multiple states for tournaments, for games, and really getting to explore different parts of the country. I'm going to Austin for my spring break this year, which is going to be a lot of fun with some friends of mine. 
and we're just doing it on a budget and just to go see the sights and have fun down there. So, yeah. So with the flying or the traveling cheaply, are you talking about like finding cheap flights or like how did you get into that? So cheap flights, traveling on a budget, like sitting down and doing like seeing how inexpensive like we can go see different parts of the country. Basically, like, yes, we're going to have some shared expenses of like the hotel and groceries. And we're not there for very long, but like we're going to have our shared expenses and then like expenses that we each pay for ourselves. So you're basically setting yourself up for your own budget when it comes to this. I like to travel cheap personally. Like I love to just go for a day, go to a museum, go to an art gallery and bring my own lunch instead of like trying to find something to eat while we're out and then having to spend like $30 on the club sandwich. Like I would rather save my money and like go have another experience or go to a nicer dinner later in the day rather than like eating out breakfast, lunch and dinner. So that's what I mean by traveling cheap. That and finding cheap flights because I do travel a lot on red eyes, like back and forth to Washington. So... Well, I, I have a resource both for you and our listeners who want to fly cheap or free. One of my coach colleagues, or I guess she's a colleague from one of the masterminds I'm in, she runs a membership program called Families Fly Free. It's I think she's based on Southwest. And so her name is Lynn Mettler. We'll link to it in the show notes. But she has a huge following of people in the financial independence community as well for people who want to actually like have their families literally fly free for like whenever they do fly. So... We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Hook me up with that. I would love to get down to Austin for free on that one. That would be awesome. Right now, my A1C is like right around a 6.1, which is pretty good for a college student. But I really hope to just get it consistently keep getting it lower with every appointment. But, you know, it's life. It's not always going to just be on the downward trajectory. So if I can just keep it there through like college and then really hone in on it after college, that would also be good with me too. <laughs> I love reading in my spare time. I think this last year, I kept track of it at first and then I stopped keeping track of it when school started up. But I think this last year, I read about 35 to 40 books. So I'm pretty proud of myself. My goal was 50, but I also realized that that's just like a lot going through college and like having not a lot of free time. So that's what I do on my breaks is go and read. And then this next year, I am prioritizing cooking and doing homemade food and food meal prep and prioritizing more time for that rather than like stressing and watching Netflix instead of getting things productively done. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And as for me, I'm Colleen. You guys all know me if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time. I've had type 1 for over 27 years now, and I got my alert tattoo in August of 2021. So I haven't had it for very long. But when I got my first tattoo in 2019, I was like, well, now I have no excuse to not get my alert tattoo. And so I looked for a watercolor uh, tattoo artist and found one in Missoula after we moved. So I have my tattoo. I've been on insulin pump since 2002. I passed my 20-year mark Thanksgiving of 2022. So that was kind of wild. I started on the old indestructible Medtronics, like the 512s, the 712s, and then the the 723s. And then I I switched to Tandem in November, I think, of 2017. But I also wear Dexcom, uh, the G6. And I started on the Dexcom in 2015. I started on the G4s and G5s. And then when the G6 came out, I instantly switched to that. I'm very excited for the G7. 
I am really hoping that they move quickly to integrate with the Dexcom or the, the tandem so that I can switch to the Dexcom G7 and have the tandem integration. Hopefully that will be seamless, but I am very much looking forward to the, to the G7. How I introduce myself online, like, you know, those online bio type things you have to put for stuff. I say I'm a life coach, a young adult fantasy novelist, a podcaster, obviously, engineer, Ravenclaw, cat mom, and semi-compulsive hiker. <laughs> so like Jesse, I love hiking. This past year in 2022, I hiked 22 times. Colleen from the future here. I actually hiked 52 times. I would say that exor- uh, hiking is my exercise of choice. I also love skiing, but I haven't skied since January of 2020. I'm hoping to get back into that this year, 2023. My friends have officially convinced me to try skiing with them. Oh, really? When I get back to Bozeman. I am scared, but I thought I should let you know. You have not skied before. I've skied twice in my life. Once when I was five, and it was a lot of fun. And I just did the bunny hill up and down all day. And then the second time I was 14 and got claustrophobic in the suit and I couldn't wiggle my toes. So that wasn't great. And then so I just stopped for the day. I did like one hill and got scared. It was like, I'm done. So hopefully this will be a really good experience. They all know that I don't ski. And so yeah, it'll just I'll channel your inner calm while I'm there, by the way. <laughs> well, I've been skiing since I was, I want to say 10. And maybe yeah, I think it was 10. And shortly after I learned how to ski, like within a couple of years, I crashed really badly on Whistler Mountain. But it didn't stop me. I'm like, I love this. <laughs> I'll take back injuries all day. <laughs> so I'm still, I'm still skiing. Well, I, I still ski. There were some times where I did take a few years breaks in between. And so I'm, I think this is just one of those few years breaks type, type things. I've also been married for over six years. Uh, I've been with my husband for eight. So that's all exciting. I live in Montana, if people haven't already guessed that. But I used to live in Washington. So if you've listened to the the early episodes, references to Washington State exist in those because I used to live in Washington. And Jessie is still, uh, her home is still in Washington, but she's going to college in Montana. Where do you want to live after college? I don't know. (laughs) I think definitely dealing with negative 30 degrees annually is kind of hurting my soul a little bit in Bozeman. So. Probably somewhere like warmer than that, but not Washington. No, I don't want to live on the West Coast is kind of what I've decided. Like mentally, like I just don't want to. So warmer than Montana, which I think is very doable, but I have no idea at this point. I mean, with your stage in life, once you graduate, you could probably just live in a city for a year, decide if you want to stay or not, move to the next one. Yeah, I think. Yeah. After, like immediately after I get my degree, I'll probably want to go to Texas just because I've been, like, one, I've been told that I'm going to love it so much. Mm-hmm. And West t- Texas. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I have no idea. I mean, so. I've driven through East Texas, or yeah. no, I've driven through, so West Texas is what sucks. East Texas does not suck. Okay. So, yeah, you don't want to go to West Texas. There's like nothing there. It's all flat and boring and sad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Okay. I'm looking. I, yes. I'm like mentally picturing Texas. Yes. I don't know. I'm going to, this whole Austin trip, we're just going to see if I like it or not. And then I don't know. Well, just warmer than yeah. Montana would be nice. <laughs> Austin was great when, when I went. If you want to check out the food trucks on yes. Rainy Street, okay. I went there. Those were awesome. <laughs> I don't have to remember that. Okay. 
Next one on my list is uh, when I first started this podcast, I was in a, a different job at a different company. So now I'm at a job where I end up flying to Denver once a month, which is not terrible. I like Denver for some things, but I don't get to do much tourism there because I fly in on Mondays and I fly out on Fridays and I just don't have that much time to do anything. And by the time I get off work, it's rush hour. And so it takes forever to get anywhere. So I have not really been able to do much sightseeing in Denver, although I hope I can in the future. I have been to Colorado Springs and I love Colorado Springs to death. I would love to go back there. It would just have to be a separate trip because it's an hour and a half south of Denver and not exactly something I can go visit during the week while I'm on a work trip. Going back to what I said earlier about my online bio, I started out by saying I'm a life coach and I am a life coach, I guess officially announcing this. I'm a life coach for novelists. Going from first draft to self-published in a year or less without the drama without the confusion and without the tears. Because there are a lot of those when you're doing that process on your own. And I have a lot of fun coaching those authors. And a lot of the times our coaching sessions include brainstorming for the current book that they're writing. And so it'll turn into just ideas bouncing back and forth. And I just love it. And we do that same thing in group coaching as well for the 60 Day Novel Writing Challenge. I run the Professional Premium Coaching Group. And those turn into brainstorming sessions. So I might ask one of one of our students, you know, what do you want to brainstorm this time? And she'll just like pull out her grinder and start asking questions. And the whole group will just give her ideas. And so I really love that coaching. And I'm actually going to be focusing more of my coaching energy on the the novelists and, and the authors. And it's just so much fun. And I'm, ex- I'm so excited about it. It aligns really well with my own passions for creative writing. Because I am a creative writer. I've been writing since I was 12. Like Jesse, I love reading too. And reading will kind of tickle my writing brain. Because I get a lot of ideas from other authors. And that's why it's good to to read in the genre you write. So you get ideas about what other people are doing. And what readers are looking for. I published my first book in 2021. And book two is coming out very soon. Depending on when you're listening to this. Because I'm... I'm planning for February. It might come out March. I'm not going to give a solid date just because it's currently with uh, the proofreader as I'm recording this and we'll go to the formatter soon after. So it's coming very, very soon. I love my cover. I'm getting some good reviews back on it. And Jesse looks excited as well. (laughs) Another fun thing about me is I went on a 12-day solo road trip in April 2022. I did a whole episode about that. That was down to Austin, Texas, which is where I went to the rainy food trucks. Thanks, Johnny, if you're listening to this for that tip. Austin was great. I went down for uh, the Life Coach School Mastermind in 22, and it was fantastic. It was a uh... side note. Jesse, when are you planning to go? Like, what time of year? Uh, right around March-ish. So it'll be like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Spring in Austin. I, oh, I'm ready for... I it gets, Okay. Just to give everybody some perspective, in Montana, it's still snowing in (laughs) mid-June. So Depends on the year and what part of Montana. Oh my gosh. Well, in Bozeman, it never stops, apparently. So just to get away for like a couple of days. And it's like, it's a difference between negative 20-ish and then to 72 degrees in Texas. So I'm going to have a blast. (laughs) Yeah, like late March, you'll get probably low to the mid 70s. That's what we had when we were there. It was really awesome. But the weather can be kind of unpredictable. 
Because yeah. like I talked about in that road trip episode on the drive mm-hmm. home through Wyoming, I got stuck in Sheridan. So yeah, I believe it. Oh, Wyoming's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wyoming is extremely flat, extremely windy, snowy and cold. And I continue to question why my godparents live there. But in any case, yeah. <laughs> like Jesse talking about A1C, my A1C has actually stayed in the 5% range for about four years now. My last A1C in November 22 was like 5.6%. So I'm staying right in that range. And I'm pretty happy with that. And kind of semi related to that, but also not really is I stopped doing strict low carb. After I had surgery in September of 22, I just, I guess that was kind of the catalyst to not do strict low carb, basically, based on taste and what was what it was feeling right for my body. And so I've stopped doing strict low carb, I still tend toward low carb foods. But I won't have I still won't have pasta. But I've started having like there's a, a restaurant called Cafe Rio right next to where we live. And there's also a Cafe Rio in Denver, where I go to work. And so I will get like DoorDash when I'm in Denver for Cafe Rio and I'll just have like a their salad. And their salad comes with a tortilla on the bottom and beans. <laughs> so it's like it's like a salad that turns into a burrito. But one of my experiments, as we we're talking about last week with scientific method, one of my experiments is trying to figure out how to bolus for this salad burrito <laughs> now that I have stopped doing strict low carb. So that's kind of a, an ongoing development to find out the timing and how much and all that lovely stuff. But yeah, that's kind of the gist of where I'm at at this stage in my life. Any other thoughts from you, Jesse? Not really. I'm just looking at this and like, I have a long way to go in life, which I'm very thankful for. I'm very excited to see what life brings, but holy cow, I've got a long way to go. What do you mean by that? I want to hear more. Oh, it's just like, I have so much school, which is awesome. I love, I love college. I definitely have a lot more to do. And like, there's so much I want to do in life going on 12 day road trips and traveling and just like, all of these fun things that I've seen you do for the last couple of years are like just things I would never expect. Like meeting you then and like seeing you where you are now is just so mm. incredible. And I just, I love to see it. And I've just got so much to do. I mean, like, I, I love just- watching you go through your <laughs> life because you're 10 years younger and you're going yeah. through like this period of time where you're figuring out things way faster than I did. <laughs> so, pro tip. Yeah, like watch people ahead of you and and try to imitate them or learn from them so you don't make the same mistakes that they did. Yeah. Like I'm looking at you going through college and I did not have a 6.1% A1C in college ever. I think the lowest it got in college was like 7.4. Oh my God. Because I didn't know about low carb then. I didn't know about all of that. And yeah, so I think you're doing great. Thank you. Anything else? Nope. All right. (laughs) Now it is your turn. We would love to get to know you. So I would invite you to join us in the Hafted Pancreas Club to tell us more about you and your type 1 diabetes journey. We would love to hear about it. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com slash community. I can't wait to see you there.